1: Adjacent?
0: You're listening to the Sports Adjacent.
1: Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today, adjacent.
0: With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network.
1: We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent.
2: You can't buy style, man. And I know this is not gonna go over well. I better get this in before we actually start the show. But like a prime example of it is Michael Jordan
1: mean I'm you're not wrong the the, he had he his jeans I've never seen jeans that big
0: (laughs) but the whole the whole point the whole point of dressing well is to attract women you when you're rich you there's no real need to dress a certain way you're just gonna like uh, it doesn't matter how you dress
2: well you can't buy style and when you're that rich you don't need to
1: (laughs) I guess that's I guess that's a that's the point to be made
2: I don't want to say anything else about Michael Jordan or his hoop earring or his terrible mustache or his various other poor wait, ways wait, of dressing wait, wait, before wait. we on, start hold, the hold show. Hold
1: on now. Hold on now. What do you got against hoop earrings? Because I'm wearing hoop earrings right now. The way, have earrings. the way he wears it, the way he's worn it for all those years is not,
2: he looks. it's like he's trying to be like on the Pirates of the Caribbean or something. Are you hiding your earrings now on
1: your, earring no. your hoodie? The funny part is I, I had the hood up anyway, but when you go and start. <laughs> Slander and hoop earrings. I gotta jump in. There. Yes or no? That looks good on Michael Jordan. I think young Michael Jordan, it looked better than it does now. Like if he had <laughs> gone, if he if he just went to like a regular diamond stud, now it'd be fine. Nothing Tony just said can stay. We can't. Damn it, Tony. We had we had it. It'll, it you, guys
0: open is, you, hire me. you guys knew the risk. You guys knew the risk.
2: You know so. we're not on right now, okay? You know what you're doing right now is not a bit. It's just something you're doing to us. <laughs> this isn't like the show hasn't even started. It's not performance by you. This is this. you're doing something to us now.
0: I don't know what you want me to say, guys.
1: <laughs> Damn, I don't know where we go from
2: here because I know we were drowning and then we, we kinda were, had a we cold were doing open. Great. And-
1: we we're doing great. A cold and- open mm. Tony. How Tony wrecked the show before the show even started?
0: <laughs>
1: Anybody else doing this in their underwear? Just me. All right, I see what time Tony's on today. Um no, <laughs> Tony. <laughs> I have shorts on. Uh, i definitely just roll out
0: of bed, put on this jacket, put on this hat. I was like, showtime,
1: baby. So you have your bomber jacket, mm-hmm. hat, yep. and <laughs> thunderwear on. Yes, sir. That's right.
2: And <laughs> hey, now you've ruined a cold open. Good job. <laughs>
1: it's not
0: ruined.
2: We can put that about- word. We're not putting that word in our show.
1: I can bleep again. it out.
0: That'd be funny. Let him yeah, let them bleep it out. <clears throat> Let them leave it out. Tony, have you been
2: doing this is going zoom great. Calls? <laughs> have you been doing Zoom calls for the last 14 months with no pants on? Uh majority of them, yeah. Even in winter, you not you're not I mean,
0: wouldn't you need pants just for the sake of being warm? Mm, nah. Nah, as long as my upper body's good, like I'm good. So you really
2: are you're like a cartoon character. You're dressed, you'll you'll wear whatever you need to wear for work up top, and then God only knows what we're not seeing on the zoom screen. That's right. This show has a whole different feel to it. <laughs>
1: yeah. All of a sudden, I uh, I don't know where we go from there. I, I, I wear pants or at least shorts on my Zoom calls. Um, I get dressed for the day. Don't you just don't you get up in the morning and get dressed for the day? Uh, that's a no. Okay, I guess that's definitely. Thing. I will. I'll say. In Tony's events, that sounds like an older person thing. Because my dad, used, like my dad, does that. Like when he gets up, he'll just get dressed for the day. Whereas I'll throw on a t shirt and shorts, do what I have to do around the house, and then I'll t- get in the shower, and then I'll get dressed for the day. But I don't do it like one one action. Yeah. No, I do everything in the morning. I'm not putting on like
2: pleated like Dockers khakis and getting dressed to go have senior citizens coffee with my friends at mcdonald's in the morning or something like that but i mean i get dressed for the day when i get up i get up i eat breakfast i get dressed for the day tony when's
1: the last time you ate breakfast Oof, you see good question and that's why we don't get dressed what do <laughs> you mean ate breakfast day. what does that mean well you i'm don't saying eat he doesn't get we don't get up in time to get dressed
2: for for the day. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm getting up at 5am and doing all that, but I get, but whenever time I do get up, I get up, I have breakfast. I take a shower. I get dressed for the day. That's it. Whatever I'm going to wear that day. Sometimes I'll get dressed in stuff that I'm going to work out in the yard and I got to take a shower every morning. That's the thing. Like I, I, my day doesn't like, I don't like power up and turn on until I've taken a shower. So I got to do that in the morning, even if I'm not even going to even if I'm going to be out working in the yard or going for a run or something that day, I have to start my day that way. But I eat breakfast. Do you guys don't eat breakfast? You don't eat cereal or something. I eat cereal Dude, every I, single morning, by the way, like a five-year-old.
1: If I, I get up at 1030, so no, I can't you tell you. You cereal then who cares? You just start, you start with lunch.
2: Is that what you're saying?
1: Well, you I don't start eat, with lunch. You don't eat breakfast. No, I, I maybe once a week if that, but at that on a weekend is brunch. Right, yeah, but there's five other days. We need to I, nah, I have a,
2: I have a million questions about this. Welcome to sports okay. adjacent. This is Jason Leisure with Russ Dorsey. We got Tony Gill over on the uh, boards. I can't even tell you how many times Tony has already angered me today. <laughs> and this is the first time you guys are even hearing our voices, and it's still the morning. And I almost need to just like hand the mic over to Russ before I before I say something, I, I don't want to say against one of my very best friends.
1: No, he, uh, Tony, Tony kind of, <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. He, he, we were off the rails from jump today and pre-show I pre-show meeting, pre-show meeting, pre-production. Tony already, he's, he's sabotaging
2: something that's not even like Tony, when you're sabotaging something that's not even part of the show you're just doing it to me and Russ. Like no one and even knows, knows about it.
1: And he knows he's wrong. Cause he said, y'all knew what y'all signed up for when y'all hired me. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: cut to but, obvious shirts. Talk. Yeah. Sports adjacent is brought to you by obvious shirts. And we are really glad to have them. They have some cool stuff. I was looking through some of their shirts today, Russ. Um, they got one. I like called, I still call it Comiskey. They've got a good Walter Payton one. And by the way, if you like the, they have two Walter Payton ones. And if you're a bears fan, that's really where you need to go is back to the to the great teams. And, you know, yeah. if you're going to buy a jersey or a T-shirt or something, buy a Walter Payton one. <laughs> Don't buy yeah, one before- of anyone that's on the team now because they might not be here a year from now. Right. But obvious shirts, you know, they got a lot of great stuff. they are uh, a lot of great shirts, new shirts coming all the time. Sports adjacent shirts should be on there. Maybe by the time you hear this, um, Correct. if not, it, it won't be long. And uh, the best thing is not only are these great quality, they look good. They, they're soft. And there, a lot of them are funny or clever and you can get 10% off your order by using our promo code adjacent 10.
1: That's all correct. Thank to, you. To your point, to get back to our topic about breakfast. Yeah. No, I don't eat breakfast often. And I think Tony is in the same boat as me where if we, I get up that late in the morning, I'm going to just start my day. And then, yeah, the first thing I'll usually eat is something around one or two o'clock, maybe. And it's and it's lunch. It's lunch food or breakfast food. It's lunch food. At that point, I'm not You're I'm eating, not eating okay. eggs and bacon at two o'clock in the afternoon. See, I would eat breakfast no matter what time I woke well, up. Well, yeah, that's always cool. Like dinner for breakfast is. I mean, breakfast for dinner is cool. Like I think I like that, but like I don't like that.
2: No, I got to have it in order, man. I yeah, I think that's a thing for me. Is like I got to eat my meal. So even if I woke up at noon. I'd eat cereal and then I'm probably looking at lunch at three and dinner at like nine. In that case,
1: you guys can't see it because this is an audio platform, but Tony and I are looking at Jason in astonishment because that, so you can wake up at one o'clock, but you have to start with cereal.
2: Pretty much. I eat cereal and milk pretty much every day and have since I was five, I think. And now as an adult. Are you still five?
0: <laughs> I eat cereal every day.
2: Where was that when we were asking you
0: about it? You, didn't so ask you me do me eat right breakfast me. every day. I thought that was just to rest. You eat breakfast every day then? Uh, Just because I eat cereal every day doesn't mean I technically eat breakfast every day. I can eat cereal <laughs> like as my final meal of the night. Okay, I got I sleep. you. Like, there's yeah, no my wife does it. A- Designated for cereal because all the time is cereal time. The older you get, it's less fun because you have
2: to consider, you have to try to eat healthy cereal and things like that, and uh, like cashy,
1: special K, special K, and things special like. Special K that. is yeah. good. I'm I'm not gonna. I'm a honey uh, oh, of both uh, guy. Uh, no,
2: see, you're nah. like you say it's good, but you mean good relative to other uh, grown up cereals. It's not good like how Crunch Berries is good or cinnamon
1: toast. Oh, Berries. I pr- I russ dorsey prefers special k to other cereal
2: over even the uh, good ones
1: even the good like sugary little kids i'm not things? i'm not i haven't had a sugary little kid cereal in ye- like since i had an age that started with the number one like it wasn't Ouch. yeah
2: you don't like them or you're trying to be healthy
1: well i'm very health conscious now but you also, are. yes i uh I'm trying to see how I should say this without throwing my parents under the bus. Because they, because they listen, Russ, uh, they Russ do listen had this
2: epiphany about, a, <laughs> about one week ago that I had six months ago, which is that his parents listened to this podcast.
1: Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I have parents that support me, Jason, but I'm trying to figure out how to have funny content <laughs> without me getting, uh, getting that phone call when the pod comes out two months um, in Russ finally realizes, Oh, So my parents used to buy Frosted Flakes and they used to buy Fruit Loops for my brother Joe and I. Both of those are good. When it came to like Crunch Berries, Cabin Crunch, all that other stuff, it was very rare that we got to branch out to like Cocoa Puffs or something like that. Was We knew it was special when we got Cocoa Puffs that so. doesn't make sense, though. Why? It's not like
2: Cocoa Puffs are any <laughs> worse for you than Froot Loops. And it's not like oh, they're no, any dude. more expensive either.
1: There's a lot of stuff that my parents <laughs> made rules that didn't make sense. I don't know. What? But I, they're just not my go-tos now. So, like, I like um, Honey Nut Cheerios. I know it's not the old popular cereal, but they're good to me. If you think that some of those healthier cereals taste good, then good for you, man.
2: That, that's a superpower right there. If you can eat a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios and think that's the most delicious cereal you've ever had, then I'm happy. I didn't for say you. that. It's I not said even marshmallows. That's the one I it? eat often. I love all the little kid cereals, and I try my best to make myself like grown-up cereals, and that is mostly what I eat now. It's very rare that I get anything, any kind of cereal that's not healthy. When I was a kid, you want to talk about rules. When I was a kid, my mom was a fitness instructor and personal trainer, and she didn't let any of that stuff in the house. Hardly any of that sugary cereal. If we got frosted flakes, that was that was like, oh man, wow, mom's letting us have frosted flakes. You know what she would do though? She would also get a box of corn flakes, and the rule was it was half and half. So you couldn't even have a full on bowl of frosted flakes. You had to mix <laughs> it. You had to cut leave, it, guys. Yeah, you had to cut it with uh, That's regular hilarious. and. Cornflakes. And I didn't, I, I often didn't do that. I'd be like, I'd throw like, I'd throw like two cornflakes in a bowl or I'd, uh, I'd leave the box of cornflakes out. So at least it so looked like, thinks. I. right, exactly. But then see my parents were split. So we would go back and forth between my mom's and my dad's and then we'd go to my dad's and it was for cereal. It was all rules off. Except for one, you get whatever cereal you want, but you're getting the generic Piggly Wiggly brand. You're not, <laughs> you're not getting the general Mills lucky charm.
1: No, we we were a generic brand household too, but it was it was like when it comes to like Fruit Loops, you can do generic brand and it's fine, but other cereals where it's like cat and O's and all this other yeah, stuff, right? Nah, that don't work. That doesn't work. <laughs>
2: There's a, there are a few things like that, man, and especially now that I am going, in, I'm in dad mode, and I'm trying to you know be cheap with my kids, which is the great tradition of fatherhood there are some things like, and you know this, you know this, cause I know you're a big Mac and cheese guy and I'm yes, you, a lot of you like gourmet Mac and cheese and stuff like that. But, and so do I, but I also like that classic. There's something about that classic just out of the box craft Mac and cheese that I could eat a whole bowl of it. The generic brand Mac and cheese. You don't, it's not worth the, it's Garbage. Not worth the money you're saving. Don't do it. Don't do
1: Garbage. it. Garbage.
2: You know what else is like that? Pop tarts. Never buy generic brand pop tarts. You got to get the official
1: pop tarts. Toaster strudel is what you're buying. If you're doing that, you have to buy pop tarts. No, I agree, a hundred percent. Tony,
2: what's your favorite cereal that's not good for? Because Russ is not going to be one. Russ, Russ thinks his favorite Fruity cereal Pebbles. is Total or something. Fruity <laughs> Pebbles is good. <laughs> Fruity Pebbles. Okay, just will you. Let me
0: get the question out. Please? No, 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 no. It's Fruity Pebbles. Okay, that's, that's it. Well, All right, can
2: what's, I number,
1: do- two? what's number
0: two?
1: What's number two? Fruity Pebbles
0: with marshmallows. <laughs> I didn't even know that existed.
1: I didn't
2: either. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, these fruity pebbles aren't uh, giving enough people diabetes. Let's put marshmallows in it too."
0: Yes, yes, that's it. Go ahead, Russ.
1: Can I defend Russ? myself real quick? Like,
2: you don't have anything I, to defend, man. You don't. You don't have anything to defend. I, I do. I, I'm, I'm happy, happy for here. you. I do. Dude, I you're, eating,
1: you're eating healthy. And this, I said that's great. I'm happy for you. Those are the cereals I like, but I didn't say those were the best cereals in the world. If there was a cereal, where I'm like, I don't have to worry about eating healthy or anything like that. I'd have uh, Lucky Charms. Okay. Lucky Charms or the uh, Captain Crunch with all the berry flavor. All
2: berries. Yeah. You yes. can only get that when Crunch Berries are in season, though. Yes. Captain Crunch <laughs> is like dog food. The original Captain Crunch? All Captain all King. Captain No they, No all You're Captain wrong King, on that like You food.
0: have so many horrible but You have the worst
1: opinions on it's, everything it's dog food There's no reason why that cereal is so hard It does It does cut your mouth up I will yes. say that like when you're done with a bowl of Captain Crunch your whole mouth is gonna be bleeding Yes, yes. Like, I should be able to
0: enjoy cereal I I don't want to fight against what I'm eating. Well, doesn't when you eat a
2: bunch of fruity pebbles, doesn't that also leave your mouth raw? I mean, any kind—it's the sugar, really, as much. No, nah, fruity pebbles no. get
1: soggy really fast. Yeah. Oh, no. you're saying
2: it's because of how sturdy the Captain Crunches? Yeah. yeah. The, the little Crunch- yellow pillows do look like—they look like dog food. I'll give you that. And I don't know if I'd want to eat an entire bowl of just that. But it doesn't. But it tastes great, man. No. You get the crunchberries in there. Crunchberries is probably my number one cereal of all time.
1: They're giving kids kibbles and bits, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> not cereal. One time uh, we had Lucky Charms in the house at my dad's and my dad would have poker night from time to time and it, we'd have to go to bed. So we would just hear it from the other room while him and his friends and uh, one of his friends one night we get up in the next morning to have Lucky Charms and the it's in the trash. And I'm like, why is this in the trash? <laughs> and my dad said one of his friends stuck his nasty cigar smoke fingers in there and ate all the marshmallows out while they were playing poker.
1: And so my dad's like, I better just throw this away. Oh, that's messed up. It is messed yeah. up. Yeah, I, I'm, gl- I'm glad your dad threw it away. And then like, eh, they'll be all right. Do you still yeah, see you that d- friend?
0: No. Has he passed on? No, no, no. Oh, okay.
2: I just I, got dark really fast. <laughs> I'm not really friends with my many of my dad's friends because they're my dad's friends. Oh, okay. And I lived in Miami for 15 years or whatever it was. Are you friends with your parents' friends? Tony's put himself on mute now. This is really just you crushing it today, Tony.
1: (laughs) Tony is the great, uh, as the former Bulls coach Jim Boylan would say. Thanks, Tony. The funniest part about what Tony just said is he he took it got really dark. He was like, and he changed his voice. Did they pass on? (laughs) (laughs) And then wanted to put himself on mute, (laughs) Tony. Oh, my God. And,
2: you know, if I'd said yes, he would have been like, oh, I'm really sorry. Like a real heartfelt apology for this. Thing no, he was Tony, no,
1: Tony, he would have been like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Just gone from there. So this is city number five on our sports adjacent tour. Uh, with this stop being in Atlanta, where I'm currently recording from. Well, Only for you. It's a tour only for you. Well, yeah, but Me and Tony we'll take... just sit at our house all the time <laughs> like everyone else during the pandemic. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to take the podcast national. So yes, we were in the Rust yeah, Roadshow currently in Atlanta, Georgia, when you're listening to this. And I fly in yesterday, yesterday being Sunday, um, recording this on a Monday and it's a normal flight. Like, are I expecting it to be a normal flight? You know, I had my boarding. I get on. I had, like, the early boarding, so, like, there's nobody on the plane when I get on. I'm like, it's great. Mm-hmm. Sit down, put my stuff away, grab my headphones. Then people start coming on, and more people start coming on, and then you get that lovely announcement that nobody wants to hear. Ladies and gentlemen, this will be a full flight. And I'm just like, damn it. I was hoping I'd have a not full flight down a little is it
2: actually a full flight are they uh like every seat full
1: yes sir okay they're not blocking off middle seats anymore they are not unfortunately okay. and which all right which, go on that's go on. a good that's a good lead into our story so seats are filling up and uh a lady sits down next to me um and so i'm like all right whatever it's fine i'm just hoping nobody sits in the middle seat and so then as the seats are filling up they make the another another announcement Ladies and gentlemen, if you're still currently boarding, look to your left, look to your right. That middle seat is yours. Uh, there are no more window and aisle seats. Oh, you're on that airline. All right, I got you. <laughs> yeah, you know what it is. I hate that airline. <laughs> Unless they want to advertise nah, listen, on our show, nah, it's, it's 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 relatively convenient. Um, but no. So a guy comes over and is like, "Hey, excuse me, can I sit here?" And but instead of getting up and letting him sit in the middle, the lady moves to the middle. I'm like, well, that's strange, but it's none of my business. I'm gonna put my headphones on. Put my headphones on, and I could tell this lady was like nervous, like her leg was bouncing, and like when you're sitting with people, especially somebody in that middle row, like you're kind of like I I don't know about everybody else, but I'm I'm like sitting trying to sit like as small as I can to give somebody appropriate like room so we're not all up on each other yeah we're in this tight plane and so we start to roll towards the runway and as we're rolling towards the runway this lady's like arm is moving her leg is shaking i'm just like dude what is going on here and then so then i'm listening to my music and she taps me on my shoulder and she's like hey excuse me um would you mind putting your arm Next to mine when when we take off because my anxiety my anxiety is acting up really bad I was just like oh yeah yeah sure no problem and so you're probably cool I, with that right I mean you're no, a compassionate was, person
2: was, you yeah I'm, yeah, I'm sure, just I'm just sure like, you were I'm sure you totally no for sure in that situation and so then
0: uh what she's yes. white no okay black lady all right okay black lady all right, I feel better about the situation though. Tony. (sighs) Look, man, in 2021, you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. I doubt that Russ thinks
2: I I can't believe we're entertaining this because I doubt that Russ thinks about that. Russ probably knowing Russ, Russ sees a person who is struggling in some way and cares about them and would probably his first thought is probably that he would help this person.
0: It depends, man. Your first it thought is, is
2: what? That, this, that Jordan Peele's making a movie about this?
0: <laughs> my first thought is, is this
1: safe for well, all parties he, involved? You're on an airplane. Well so, well, so here's the thing, Tony. So I was just like, I, I don't want the, like <laughs> I, I know how people suffer with anxiety. So I'm just like, I don't want her to freak out. So if, if all I need to do is put my arm here, yeah, that's fine. I can do that. And she said it was like just on takeoff. So as we're rolling to the gate, like she's still struggling. My arm's right there. And when you get that, ladies and gentlemen, we've been cleared for takeoff. And the plane started going really fast. Yeah. She just goes, oh, my God, and grabs my arm. And then I'm looking like, "Um, ma'am, I don't mean you no harm, but that's my arm. And then she grabs my hand like she's squeezing my hand as we're taking off. And then I'm like, I didn't I didn't snatch away because I'm like, all right, she's clearly having a, a tough time. Yeah. And, but I don't have anywhere to go. And I don't right. know this lady. And so I'm holding
2: her hand. Was there and, someone on the other side of her that could have asked that she could have asked? Instead that of brother or was asleep.
1: Or... That brother was knocked out. <laughs> or, so, well, yeah, he looked, like he, was, he looked like he was asleep. Maybe he's just smarter yes. than you. Yeah, maybe. And so we're in the air. She's squeezing my hand. She like can't. So she's looking down. Her eyes are closed. She like saying prayers like she is going through it. Yeah. And so I look over and I could see how freaked out she was. And so then in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, is this weird, man? Yes, because this lady I've never met before is holding yeah. my hand. But then I thought about it and I said, this is somebody's mom. And if my mom was on a flight. And she was freaked out. I'd want somebody to hold her hand. Yes, absolutely. So then as the plane levels out, I look at her and I say, or it's beginning to level out. And sidebar, the pilot that was driving or was flying this plane, he was driving it like a Camaro. Like he was whipping that thing. Like You know how normally when that's, the plane. That's that airline, man. You know, when the North plane, usually t- banks to like turn slightly yeah. and the plane goes on the side. This man had this joint almost 75 <laughs> degrees and so i couldn't there was nothing i could do like i was the thinking, fast like, and
2: the furious of
1: flight. i'm scared too so you need to be holding my hand also um so as it's starting to level out at ten thousand feet i i look at her and i say do you want me to hold your hand the whole flight and she's like looking down and she was like yes please i was like all right i got you <laughs> I, t- I try to calm her down some she says her name is lucky i say my name is russell and we just start talking and come to find out she's a nurse and a life coach and Mm -hmm. she said this is her first it was her first time flying since the pandemic happened and she had seen so much loss and she had lost people herself personally where like just the the idea of getting on a plane with so many people was like nerve-wracking for her yeah but we had a great conversation we talked the entire flight and to the point where she wasn't even thinking about the flight anymore which was great um the, the, the funny part is as we're getting into Atlanta like the planes is starting to to you know get closer to to the airport and we're once again banking where the brother turns that thing 75 degrees she grabs my hand again not as hard as she did when we took off but still relatively hard And so I said, "We're fine. Like we're almost there. Like we're around the corner." But some goofy kid (laughs) goes, "Oh my God, the plane's going down!" I'm like, "Kid, shut up! What is wrong with you?" Um, But I was just like, "Did you get arrested for doing that?" But not for a kid. You know how kids get? They just oh, a child? You mean okay, like a young child? Okay, yeah, a young child was just like, "Oh my gosh, the plane's going down!" Oh, he meant like the plane is moving downwardly. Yes. Oh, okay. All right, I got you. I don't know. You know how kids get like he might think the plane's actually crashing. (laughs) So in my mind, I'm like, kid, shut up. Like this lady is we've gotten her settled and now you're going to freak her out again. I said, don't listen to that kid. Like we're good. And uh, we land and she was like so nice and so sweet. And she was so thankful. Um, She was just like, I don't know if you know anybody in Atlanta or if you're doing anything, but I want to take you to dinner because you were so awesome. And like, so I got in Atlanta, um, got my stuff, went to the hotel and like we had dinner last night and it was so great. And it was oh. somebody I just randomly met on a plane who was freaking out and I didn't feel like I did anything, but let her borrow my hand for 75 minutes.
2: That the part where you go to dinner is where I feel like you're taking a risk. Everything well, up until then, I, I think I would probably do the same at that point. i I'm not saying you did the wrong thing or anything like that, but at that point you're, you're taking a little bit of a
1: gamble. It, it's a, I didn't fit, you know, you can gauge, you gauge situations. That's like what that. I'm wondering is how you thought that through. I, I, I looked at her as like a mom. Yeah. And so I felt comfortable saying, sure. I, I will gladly go to dinner and feel like I didn't feel I've been in situations where I'd be like, yeah, I probably would have said no. But I right. felt comfortable enough in that one to be like, "Yes," and it worked out. And she was so nice,
2: Tony. You'd have done none of that. I, I'm assuming based on your people can't see this, but Tony's body language has been, uh, let's see, I would say disapproving.
0: Um. Yeah, man. I don't like strangers touching me. I'm. Yeah, I just, I'm uh, with who, you. Who does? It's no, nobody channel, does. Yeah. Russ didn't ask for
2: that. Yeah, Russell wasn't.
0: Russ wasn't like, "Hey, sit here and grab my arm the whole flight." Yeah, as a general rule, it's like, yeah, don't. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just want to avoid any confusion of anything. So, the best way to do that is just don't touch people.
1: Confusion, like you being with that person? Anything,
0: literally well, I, anything. Here's I just want to everything.
1: I'm never going to see these people again. So, I wasn't worried about that until you do. Two, it's just like, Dude, I don't care about that. I was just, I'm th- In my mind, when it happened, I'm just like, all right, this lady's clearly freaking out. And there were a lot of little kids on this flight. And so if she starts freaking out, they're going to start freaking out. Then we're going to have a way bigger issue on her hand with a whole plane of kids freaking out on this. So I'm just like, if if I could keep somebody calm and all she did was like, hold my hand. I'm like, she had she and she and had hand sanitizer. And we got off the plane, but it was like, I wasn't even thinking about them. I'm just like, OK, I don't want this person to feel like they're alone on this flight. You I want know? to I want to I want to put Tony
2: in your seat right now. OK, I want to know. I want to know what really is going to happen here. Don't you, Russ? Or like, wouldn't you be fascinated by Tony in this exact same uh, experience
1: with his? No, but I'm, not letting I, this- I'm I do. I at least willing to hear what he has to say. About well,
2: I mean, it. you did the right thing. Now we'll find out what the Tony thing would be. Uh, Tony, you're, you're sitting next to this woman. You have no idea why she's traveling. She She's clearly not a frequent flyer. I hope for her sake she's not because that doesn't seem like that would work very well. She could be flying to Atlanta for any number of reasons. And from the jump, she's on edge. She's nervous. And she asks you.
0: No, no, wait, her. wait, wait. Before we get there, uh, excuse me, Miss Fly Attendant. Is there any other open seats? <laughs> For you or for her? Uh, for me. Okay, so you're out. Yeah. You have yeah, you're I'm, no, you have I'm no probably,
2: interest in assisting no, this fellow human being get through well, get through this flight for who knows what reason she has to be there. I don't want. I don't want to sit next to anybody on a plane
0: that's nervous. Because you are, or what? No, no. Or you that, just don't that, want to deal with it. You yeah, can't be bothered. Yeah, yeah. I just. It's Friday. Maybe it's me. You know, maybe she's nervous because it's me. But hey, you know, is there any more open seats?
1: She's Tony. Uh, at, Tony, at this point, there were no open seats. Mm. Okay. So that that's, that's not my, e- that's that's not even the point. <laughs> <laughs> that is so not the point. Because he was he was going, oh, if there's another open seat, can I change seats? Like, by the time she grabbed my arm, we were moving towards the runway. That's not my ideal. Flight experience, but sometimes
2: that's what you got to do. And I saw one time when, uh, since we're telling stories that, uh, make us look good, there was one time I was (laughs) flying back from covering a heat game in Charlotte. And I saw this guy in the, uh, what do you call the area, like in the airport, but right before you get on. Is that like almost like a lobby? I can't, at the desk. At the gate. At the the gate. gate. Thank you. I don't know why I was drawing. I guess I was drawing a blank on that because I haven't flown in over a year. But, uh, there was a guy and he's just crying. He's in line. He's surrounded. His family is there, which I don't know how they got there. Cause I don't think you're supposed to be able to, He. he this is a kid probably like close to maybe looked like 20, 17 to 20. So not a child by any means. Um, but there's people there with him. He's just crying. And I'm like, man, what's going on with this guy? And then I just, I felt this conviction of like, all right, I got to, I have to sit by this guy and talk to him and see how he's doing. And see what's wrong with him and see if I can like help him a little bit. So you're, you're doing the opposite, Tony. You're not giving up your seat to go sit by. You're, you're getting as far away from that as you can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I, if I saw that even before getting on the plane, I really consider, Hey, uh, is there another flight possible?
1: Is there can, another flight? Another flight. Yeah. But, this dude is ridiculous. All right. Yeah. Tony, Tony's gonna, like, gonna, I, don't, I don't
0: even want to go to Atlanta. At this I don't point.
1: need I'll that. Go, energy, I'll go wherever but, you've got. <laughs> I don't
0: need that energy on a plane. Like, I just don't. Tony, Tony,
2: Tony, Tony. Go, nobody wants that. Yes, that is not ideal. Nobody is saying this is how I'd like to experience this flight. But then once it happens, you're, you're going to do nothing to help this person. I'm not even saying you got to take this person out to dinner afterwards. But I mean, you can't help this person through a what,
1: an hour and a half flight? Because here's my thing, Tony. This is how I thought about it. Like I looked at her and I'm like, dang, bro, that's like that could be my mom. And so like it wasn't a you, I completely took myself out of the equation at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, it wasn't about me anymore. It was about helping somebody else. So you just like, damn, everybody else. I don't want to help. Is that what you're saying? if it
2: is you don't even need to answer that that's obviously what he's saying that's clearly like he should get a, a let's see if obvious shirts can print up a t-shirt that says that because that's the one and tony will be the only one
1: that buys it but he'll wear that shirt every day you're a sports fan right of course you are that's probably why you're listening to this podcast and that's why you need to hit up obvious shirts owned and operated since 2015 obvious shirts is for fans by fans no matter what team in town you cheer for they have something for you. Featuring unique and creative designs, they'll help you stand out in any ballpark. Go to obviousshirts.com and use promo code ADJACENT10. That's promo code ADJACENT10 to receive 10% off your next purchase. Obvious Shirts. Words on shirts. Oh, Nick Cage. You have a ton of Nick G- Cage. I have so you much know. Nick Cage what I want to talk that?
2: about. because, And you guys want you guys like this is because you were kids when you saw it. That has to be it. You were children, and when you're a child, you like every movie. It doesn't matter. You you'd be into any movie when you're a kid. It's entertaining. This movie was so entertaining. bad. Entertaining. It was not entertaining. It was very
1: bad. bad.
2: It was okay. Bad story. Bad acting. There was a bunch of parts of it where it went slow mo that I didn't really understand. And this was you guys holding this up as Nick Cage is good. Like this is a good Nick Cage movie. Tony's appalled. Tony thinks this is the best movie. Tony thinks this is the Godfather.
1: Usually when I'm on, I'm concerned when me and Tony agree on things, but as you should be, I am with him on this. Uh, Tony, you hear how wild that sounds that he's doing this to National Treasury?
0: Yeah. Like, I don't I I don't get it. You are a fan of history. This goes over. Tony, this is not history. American history in an entertaining way.
2: He's not wrong. Entertaining in the sense. Yes. Most things that are fiction are entertaining. I guess this goes over American history in a fictitious way. Is that what is mean? trying to
0: steal the most precious document? in yeah, American history? I mean. Nobody's ever thought about writing a movie based well, on that because it's so I- I- improbable. It's like, what? trying to steal the like, Declaration of Independence. What?
2: I love that he went in there. I went to the National Archives a couple of years ago. The Bears were playing a Monday Night Football game in Washington. And I went to a bunch of the monuments and the archives and the National Gallery and a couple other museums while I was there. Um, the Museum of African-American History, I went to that and it was all really cool. I had to like, go through each of them probably in a couple hours to be able to keep moving along and hit a bunch of them all in one day. But I went to the National Archives, which the only thing really there to see is the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. And it is just like they show in the movie where it's under glass and everything. And I love how he just walks in there and steals it like the way you'd steal a candy bar from 7-Eleven. Like it was that easy.
1: That's not how it happened.
0: He's like a historian.
2: Plot. He's a historian and map expert, and he knows how to break into a place like Mission Impossible.
1: He first of all, they set off the alarm where the declaration goes underneath to this clean room where it's stored. So they little. set off. They set a lot. They set off that alarm. It goes down to the clean room. He breaks into the clean room, which honestly, the way they did it, it's, it's not.
2: Ridiculous, stop. Stop. It's not stop, ridiculous. stop,
1: stop it. You're making it sound like he went in there, broke the glass and took the declaration. It was way more thought out than that. He somehow he's like he's he's walking out of
2: the wherever room he stole this out of some storage room. And it's in this one inch thick bulletproof glass. And he's like, don't worry about it. I'll get it out in the elevator with a screwdriver
1: or something. Well, it's bolted shut so you can do it. The dr- screwdriver that he had, he just you could take off the back. Like, that's not it's not ridiculous. Like you're making I know you're doing being funny, Jason Leisure and trying to make it seem like this movie is the most ridiculous thing in the world, but it's not Jason, the, you you're saying that. that a movie in which they steal the Declaration
2: of, of, of Independence um, in, in order to steal it before some other guys steal it, which, you know, that's always a problem uh, to find this invisible treasure map on the back of it. You're saying this is not ridiculous.
1: Listen, I didn't think people could storm the Capitol either.
2: <laughs> mm. Okay, all right. <laughs> that, that was ridiculous, actually. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think like, that
1: can happen. This can happen.
2: Not, I mean, not to make light of that at all, because that was one of the darkest days of American history in my lifetime. I think, but um, I didn't realize you could just do that. I didn't realize that that was even possible for the U.S. Capitol to look like Walmart at Black Friday, where there's just just yeah, a stampede of people. You can't. They let in. them
0: in.
1: Yeah, they like, just let them in. <laughs> And so maybe maybe they just let an agent. Maybe that's maybe that's the part of the story that we're missing. Like, yeah, buddy, come on in, take the declaration. Jason, that, you not don't only think, does he, you don't,
0: you don't think the people that wrote out this movie and planned out this movie didn't talk to, like, some, you know, some security people at the White House? It's like if somebody was going to steal the Declaration of Independence, how do you think they would do it? How would you do it knowing no, I think the ins they... and outs? I think they asked a security guard at Woodfield mall.
2: I think that was their advisor on this. Not only does he steal this thing, like, like it's nothing. Then he puts it in some kind of case and he they're handling this thing. It's just some 250 year old document and he's shaking it around. And they're like, it's one of those rain sticks. <laughs> like there's no care given to this. They lay it out on his dad's dining table and just start rubbing lemons on it. Like that would happen That's all not- the while with the woman who's spent her entire life preserving documents and his, you know the the last person that would ever allow any of this to happen, and then the fact that she falls in love with him by the end of the movie. I mean, this is not a good movie, guys.
1: Nah, man, I'm not gonna let you throw dirt on <laughs> Nick Cage. Like Nick Cage
2: does make me laugh throughout it, though. He he's like tr- him trying to play this intellectual is funny. He, he finds that they the beginning. You remember this? They're in like the Arctic or something, mm-hmm. and they find this frozen pirate ship. And they're just prying off like dead pirate fingers off stuff like it's nothing like you're just clearing away some brush looking for something in your yard. And he, he finds this pipe and he rolls it. He cuts his own thumb to get the blood as ink for the pipe because there's just no other way to find out what it said on this pipe. And he had to know that second, I guess. And then he like rolls it out so he can read it. And he's like. I think it's a riddle like He just read the whole thing. Of course, it's a riddle. It's a riddle. I need to think. He just says so many things in the movie that are just so ridiculous. They find these old Benjamin Franklin glasses and he's like, he calls them. It it seems like it's some kind of ocular device. Like I'm slipping into George Bush there a little bit, but.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You have one.
2: You have one impression. It's half George George Bush, Bush. half Nick Cage. That would be a good character. Nick Cage will probably play George Bush at some point because he's played everybody else.
1: Yeah, I, it's a better movie than you give it credit for. And I'm willing to die on that hill.
2: Tony, what'd you think of the part? They go to Philadelphia. This is good. We should review this movie from uh, 2004. This is really good current events <laughs> for us. Very. This is going to really help us with subscriber numbers. They've got this little they, they pay this little kid to run into a museum and read stuff. He's like running over, running back and forth over this four lane, busy downtown street. They're paying him like a dollar at a time. This kid is completely unsupervised. Like you, you just like yeah, that probably happened.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, kid, uh, visiting this. Do you want to make some money? A yeah, dollar, not, a dollar not, each time to run. We're not going uh, to touch you. We just need you going <laughs> there.
1: <laughs> I was about to say that sounds a little. Hey, kid, you want to make some money? You. <laughs> I don't like how that setup go. <laughs> Look, Every time they're paying him a dollar to
2: run through traffic and run into this museum and write all stuff that down. That street wasn't that big.
1: <laughs> a a four-lane Philadelphia, downtown Philadelphia highway. Yeah.
2: So I guess we know Tony
0: would have done it. Tony would have taken that dollar, it turns out. If, if I was that kid's age, I got write down some letters. I might. You
2: guys asked me to watch this. We were talking about Nick Cage last week, and I went down a rabbit hole of information about Nick Cage, and then you guys... I don't even remember if this was on the show last week or if we talked about this off mic.
1: Do you remember, Russ? We talked about it off mic because you said, I had so much Nick Cage stuff that we didn't get to. And then <laughs> we talked about, we'll get to it next week after you watch National Treasure. Which is
2: exactly what Russ wants to hear. Exactly what Russ wants to hear from the guy who is uh, half in charge with him of produce of making this show interesting is, and Russ, I had a bunch of Nick Cage stuff I wanted to get to today and you didn't let me.
1: <laughs> right. So Did now you, that we have that's when space. Russ questioned everything about this whole adventure. Yeah. No, now we have the space where you can talk about all the things that you have. What, what, what are your interests? Well,
2: we'll get to that, but I want to keep talking about this movie. This is why you guys wanted me to, to watch it was because we were talking about it before. And so I was thinking this would be another great time for us to use one of our most valuable our, our treasure map, if you will, Russ of having Tony read a Nick cage monologue, from National Treasure.
0: And now,
1: Tony Gill reads.
2: He put on glasses for this. Put
0: on glasses. All right.
2: <clears throat> are you going to read this as Tony Gill? I'm sorry to interrupt your performance here, and, I, and you, should, you should probably never do that to such a great um, stage performer like Tony Gill. Are you going to read this as you doing great narration, which is one of your best talents, or are you going to read this as Nick Cage? Now I'm going to read this as uh, all these will be Tony the Great Orator. Okay. All right, here we go. Once again. This is Nick Cage, I believe, standing over the Declaration of
0: Independence at the National Archives. 180 years of searching, and I'm three feet away. Of all the words written here about freedom, there's a line here that's at the heart of all the others. But when a long train of abuses and you us- whoa!
1: <laughs> <laughs> so much for Tony being a good reader. He is a good
0: reader, but it's like it's written the way they talked 250 years ago. This word uh, usurpations. Yeah, I'm going. With, I'm going to go with that. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, Invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. People don't talk that way anymore. It means if there's something, something wrong, those who have the ability to take action have the responsibility to take action. I'm gonna steal it. I'm gonna
1: steal the Declaration of Independence. This has been Tony Gil Reads. The funniest part about that is, Jason, I know you just grabbed that. That is like a peak of the movie. Like hey. <laughs> <come on." laughs> when you read that, when he reads it, it does go oh. through this like crescendo of people don't talk that way anymore. And the importance of stealing the decoration. It's not just, oh, I'm just stealing because it it's a Tuesday. That was a bar. It was a bar <laughs> in the bar. Movie. It was a bar in the movie. And you just laugh at it like. It's whatever, but no. You know
0: what's no, you know, funny? Um, As I was reading it, though, I could see the people that stormed the Capitol saying that before they stormed the <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> that's
1: hilarious. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the Declaration of Independence is not in the Capitol.
0: No, no, no. Not the Declaration of it. but specifically, if you feel like if there's something going wrong in the government, it is, it's is the people's duty to do something about it. I feel like they also have used that at one time or another
1: that is i i now have the image of people who stormed the Capitol watching national treasure and going let's go and then going in there and just walking
2: would you like to know some information about nick cage now yes please all right i have five just five things and and it's uh like there is a That's the real national treasure would be a full list of interesting facts about Nick Cage. I hope that that's what's written in Invisible Ink on the back of the Declaration of Independence, because that would be really interesting. Uh, Nick Cage got married in February. Okay. for the fifth time. (laughs) Uh, He has owned multiple castles, multiple castles in Europe, an island in the Bahamas and a haunted mansion in New Orleans. He also is known as one of the most generous stars in Hollywood, giving millions to Amnesty International. Uh, He also gave a lot. He gave at least a million, I think, to victims of Hurricane Katrina. He was once accused of and later exonerated from stealing a Chihuahua. And I'm not talking about like when he was a kid. And he once asked to have hot yogurt poured on his feet to help him get into a love scene in the 1989,
0: uh, 1989 film Vampire's Kiss you just explained a great thespian Interesting I don't
1: know how it. <laughs> now it's time
0: for a Chicago Bears segment we call
1: this is fine
2: I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently everything's fine That's okay. Things are going to be okay. Tony, we gave you this toy to drop in the middle of segments. You're starting a segment with this? You're like preempting what the next segment was that we were going to
0: do with and everything. I had no idea where you guys were going. And I'm like, you know what? I like this spot. We gave you an
2: instruction manual for this and you have just disregarded it from the start. All right. Everything's fine, Russ. This is uh, where we stop the show to get you an urgent Chicago Bears update. And, and I want to just right off the bat, don't worry, because everything's fine. Uh, Russ, when were you born?
1: December 11th, 1994.
2: OK, 1994 will do. Thank you. Uh, so if you started watching the Bears right away, starting with the 1995 season, and you watched every Bears game from then till now, Then you will have seen the most punts in the NFL, two thousand one hundred thirty-two. No team has punted more in your lifetime, Russ, than the Chicago Bears.
1: I. That's a that's the stat of stats, and that doesn't surprise me one bit. A lot of Brad Maynard in my time as a Bears fan. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of Brad Maynard,
2: a lot of Pat O'Donnell. A lot of Pat O'Donnell. He's uh, he's resigned. I covered Pat O'Donnell as a high school player, actually. And uh, we used to do these. He was a punter and field goal kicker at the time. And he's big. I think he might have played safety or something, too. He's a big guy for a punter. Um, And we used to do these goofy high school sports videos. This is 15 years ago, maybe at this point. And we had him try to kick. I think it was 20 yard field goals with different vegetables. We went to the store and got like an artichoke, an eggplant, a cabbage, all this stuff. And he made a couple of them. I can't remember which ones he made, but he did make a couple of them. What were we supposed to do this segment? What were we What were we about to do before Tony? I have no clue. Pre-empted I preempted it.
1: We were rolling right oh, out. We're of doing, the oh, game.
2: that's right. We're doing another gimmick. Tony interrupted our gimmick with a, Tony, we got to spread out the gimmicks. Okay. Cause we're about to do our favorite game show right now. This was not a good time for this. Do you have any response to that? Do you have any argument for why this was a good time for what you just did? Um no.
1: Well, that's that's uh that's what we expect from Tony Gill, but now that we're here. Yeah, I hope you like that gimmick. Here comes another one. <laughs> it's time for our one of our newest favorite segments called What's that mean?
0: And now it's time for
1: What's that mean? What's that mean?
0: With your host Russell Dorsey The thing What are you talking about? And everybody's favorite contestant
1: Jason Leisure
2: I don't understand
1: Russ? What's that mean? Everybody's favorite game show Where I give Jason Leisure a bunch of words From uh, Culture That he likely does not know And <laughs> we try to find out if he knows What at least one of them means So Do it like a game show host, Russ Do it like a game show host voice Can you do that? And we're back with Yes. What's that mean? Russell yes. Dorsey right here with Jason Leisure on uh, Sports of Jason on the House of L Network. And what we're yeah. going to we're going to give Jason five words and try to figure out if he knows what they mean. Does that mean? I love this
2: segment. I'm horrible
1: at it, but I love it. So I have five words here for you, Jason Leisure. There is no time limit, but we're going to go through these relatively quickly. Are you ready, sir? Yes. All right. First word the word, sir, is clout. Do you know what clout is? Uh it means influence Tony Yeah all right that's in the dictionary yeah, but it's it's the the way it's come back into popularity I just have to figure out if it it more means now people doing things for clout where it's like, all right, you're doing it for you to have a moment to get hot right now to all those different things. So, all right. What's the popular word that you'll hear somebody doing something for clout. There's one. So, you're one for one. Word number 2. Shade. Do you know what shade is and do you know what to have shade thrown means? Y- yes. Shade that means uh like a subtle
2: backhanded insult kind of.
1: Tony? <clears throat> two for two. Yeah, I, need- I only need one more and I win you're having a way better start to this than you had when yeah we from- well you
2: picked ones that you picked one that was in the dictionary and one that I've heard a lot
1: do you know what it means to be in your bag drunk that means drunk Tony that is incorrect sir the phrase in your bag means when you are you know in a rhythm you're doing something that you know and that you do well you'd be in a bag in your bag. Okay. So two for three. It's fine. Two for three. You got you get, you getting ahead with two that that puts you right on track. You're still on track to win. You have a chance. Do you know what it means to be shook? That means to be scared. Tony. Tony's going to give it to you. I think we can give it to you, too. It, can you be shook in a good
2: way, too? I feel like I might have heard it used as a positive.
1: Uh, No, it's usually using a negative connotation where it's like if I'm shook, that means some I'm taken aback by something in a negative way. Okay. So you are three for four, sir. I won. I win this week. You do. We're going to do this. great. Let's just see if you hit your career high yeah. points with our last one. You know what it means to be a stand? To be a Stan, that
2: uh, it's like a it's like a Karen, it's a like male version of a Karen, <laughs> like you're like you're the not cool, uh, stuffy person at
1: work. Uh, totally. that's incorrect. We were going so well, but it's okay. You got three out of five. I have to answer. I mean, you can't leave the question blank. To be a Stan means to be a the biggest fan, to be a super fan, if you will. Uh, That's what a Stan is. So if you are a Beyonce Stan, which I know you are, that means you are, you consider yourself one of Beyonce's biggest fans. There we go.
0: Tony, what do you think? You proud of me this week? How'd I do? You did pretty well. I felt like he made it a little bit easier for you this week.
2: Um,
0: but next week, he
1: still only got three.
2: That was shade. Tony just threw some shade. It was a little backhanded. Yeah. You did a great job. Uh, even though Russ gave you, you know, the third grade level spelling test.
1: (laughs) Episode eight. We have made it through two months of podcasts. We've made it through two
2: months of Tony. I, I, Like I'm so (laughs) exasperated by him today. And I know this sounds to everybody like, like I'm doing a rerun. This sounds like repeat. It sounds like they, they're frustrated with Tony. Yeah. They say that every week, I'm telling you every week, I think he, he couldn't frustrate me more than he has. And then the next week, there he is.
1: We had 35 minutes of show that we're going to have to cut out because Tony decided (laughs) <laughs> that he was gonna you know what screw this segment i'm just gonna burn it all
0: gotta raise the level of play guys
1: or or lower it depending on how you look at it <laughs> but no as always tony we appreciate your uh contributions to this uh this audio marvel that we call a podcast
2: you you and i have become we closer to f- you for that You and I have become closer friends, Russ, through this shared experience of being produced by Tony, because, you know, that feeling when you're you see something happen socially or in a work meeting or something and you're like, this is crazy. Is anybody else seeing this? Am I the only one seeing how ridiculous this is or how funny this is? And I like finally have somebody that understands. I finally have someone that I can just shoot a look to and be like, you see? Yeah, I'm with you. And the look I get back is, yeah, I see.
1: And people, people. I guess are have their eyes closed or willfully ignorant to Tony. Like, no, we don't see any of the bad stuff. We only see the good stuff. We love Tony, but we're the ones that have to pay the price. Literally,
2: (laughs) yeah, literally. Yeah, that's the most fun part. Is not only do we get all of this,
1: we pay for it. Like, I have to write checks to say Anthony Gill, knowing damn well he's gonna destroy my podcast in one way or another each month.
2: Do you remember, like, several years ago when Derrick Rose hit that three-pointer in a playoff game at the buzzer to beat Cleveland? Yes. And he just, the way, the face he made and the pose he did after that, Tony stays stuck in that face and in that pose from the time we get on the Zoom call to the end, and I assume afterward as well.
1: Look at his face, like, I, I'm I, telling you, man, this is not on video. Want, but I do when, want people to see the faces that Tony makes during this podcast. This is going to be on video eventually.
2: Eventually, like I know, we release video clips on Twitter. And by the way, you guys, if you guys, st- I really want f- funny listener tweets to become a segment. So you guys got to send us more. We need. We can't just do it off one. Um, so I would love to see that happen. But you know, we put the videos on Twitter. It doesn't do it justice. You've got to. S- we're going to eventually get this whole thing on video, correct? you know, on YouTube or streaming somewhere or whatever, where you can see what you're only getting half the Tony Gill experience. If you're listening to this, you need to be able to see the, what would you say, Russ pride? Yes. The pride he has, the the completely unchecked pride that is across
1: his face, the entire episode, every time. No, it's, it's quite disgusting, to be honest with you. <laughs> but I think uh, to go to your point about the people on our listeners, um, we love to hear from you guys, whether it's on Twitter uh, or our, we have an email, sportsadjacent at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. If you have comments, concerns, questions, whatever, please feel free to hit us up on there. Um, Tony is on Twitter at the Tony Gill. Uh, of course. G- Jason is at Jason Leisure, correct? Yes, and I am uh, at Russ underscore Dorsey one on Twitter. He, he hates that one. I I listen the the fact that there are all these other Russ Dorsey accounts that are inactive and have been inactive for I know years. The most annoying thing in the world. I know, and you have no way to contact them, no way to try to buy that account from them or anything like that. Yeah. <sighs> it's whatever, but. but- We appreciate you guys listening as always. Thank you so much. Don't forget obvious shirts. Get 10% off your order using the promo code adjacent 10 sports. Jason merch coming soon. And we will talk to you guys. Jason, you have one more thing.
2: Well, we get a lot of tweets from people. We got a lot of tweets from people last week. Uh, People. And that's the thing when you're doing a podcast, it's different than a show. A radio show is you get, we can't have callers. We're not going to be able to have callers during our podcast, but if you guys, the way people listen to podcasts is you might not listen to this every week. You might listen to three of them at a time whenever you mm-hmm. get a chance. And so if you want to tweet us or email us about something from one of the previous episodes, we'd, we can definitely backtrack to some of those things. For and sure. and it'll be it'll be fun if you have funny Chuck E. Cheese
1: experiences
2: <laughs> or flight experiences like Russ was describing, things like that. Um yeah.
1: That was a good point you make there because I think the good part about our podcast is every episode is evergreen. Yeah. We might be talking about some things that happened that particular week, but for the most part, we like to talk about things that happen all the time. So you don't
2: like oh this episode's old or movies that came out in 2004
1: no i'm saying like we just did a movie review like (laughs) that's treasure came out last week (laughs) spoiler alert by the way right yeah if you hadn't seen it sorry before you sorry yes (laughs) But, but no for sure we appreciate you guys you guys have been great giving us feedback um continue to subscribe tell all your friends share the podcast give us five stars ratings and reviews Uh, We love all that stuff, and we appreciate you guys for taking the time to listen to our podcast. So for Russ Dorsey, Jason Leisure, Tony Gill, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell
0: Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms.
1: I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James?
2: who get it done.